this week on Tea with Queen and Jay. Can you be a non-Black person of color and embody Black culture, or is it modern-day Blackface? Also, hustlers, cop killers, and Remy's not from the Bronx no more. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Tea with Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. We are on. Oh my goodness. What's up? Show 223. That is wild shit, yo. Wild. That's wild That's shit. That's dope. We dope. We are pretty dope, yeah. yeah. We are. Sorry, I was just thinking about how we um started bi-weekly and now we're here. Yeah. Torturing ourselves every week. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Welcome to, to Tea, tea with, with Queen and Jay. We are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen and Jay. Ew. All right. Yes. How you doing, Jay? I'm good. I'm good. Are you having fun over there? I am. I don't know why I'm enjoying my voice. You know, like I'm in front of the mic like I've never been on the microphone before. You just be playing two, and making two, weird 23. sounds. I know. Making weird sounds with your voice. Going high. Going doing, low. doing mouth exercises. Yes. La, 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 la. I'm sorry, everybody. La, 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 la. I'm sorry. I'm feeling good. I had a really good weekend. That's great. I spent some time with my boo thing. Yeah. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Bought him some Captain Crunch as a token of my love. Oh, that's dope. I think so. Cereal's expensive. Isn't it? The fuck? Do you remember when you could get a box of cereal for under $3 and now it's like... I don't remember that. I remember I could only get stuff on sale. And then when I was an adult, I was like, oh, I see why. Oh, right. I don't know about that. Yeah, you could get cereal for under $3 and now like... When I had food stamps Cereal, it's like, I might as well buy a meal When I had food stamps though, I was like, get that box right there. What was your luxury cereal? My luxury was those big ass boxes of like Apple Jacks and Cinnamon yes, Toast Crunch. Apple Jacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apple Jacks. I, I dropped seven dollars a side. Yeah. I do that. For a box of cereal. Seven dollars. Oh my god. For a lot of money for one box of cereal. What was you at the bodega? No, like it's probably like six fifty something yes. or whatever. But like I'm rounding it. Seven. That's about seven dollars. Wow. It is. I so have I. never paid that cereal. Cereal. I've seen it. It's been days I went in there. I was like, well, I guess I won't have cereal this week. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I can't afford cereal. I guess that's it. Telling you is what I have food stamps. Yeah, I guess that's For some it. reason you be feeling like, ah. Yeah. No, you do. It's like I can get what Turn I want to get. Yeah. And those crab legs too. That's right. And you deserve, yo. Of course I do. You fucking deserve. Yeah, those are the days. All right. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag Tea with QJ. We love when you use it on all the social meds. We retweet it. We like it. We love it. And then you can find other people that listen to Tea with Queen and Jay on that hashtag. Another hashtag that we like for you to use is pod in. And that is a now listening hashtag. And that allows other people on that hashtag to find Tea with Queen and Jay. Yes, use those hashtags. Queen, can you tell the people what libations are? Yeah, sure can. So libations are where we pour some for the homies, the people, places, and things that give us black ass joy, the ancestors, all that good shit is why and when we pour libations. That's right, yo. So, James, do you have any libations? Yes, I have a libation this week. Um, So I did some writing 
which I don't know if I've said this before, but it's painful for me to write. Like Mm -hmm. it almost feels like physically painful. It's a mixture of sitting still because I don't like to sit still. I've noticed when I'm writing, I don't like that I can't, when I'm writing or when I'm editing a podcast, I don't Mm -hmm. like that I can't just like listen to a podcast. (laughs) I want to be listening to a podcast. Uh, Whatever I'm doing, I want to be able to do it. Do something else. Yeah, it's a thing where you can't do something else. Shit like that Mm -hmm. drives me fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, Hire me to edit your podcast. But anyway, (laughs) so it was physically painful to write, but I I always feel really good when I'm done. I have shit to say. Mm -hmm. I like that I've written something and just yeah. the process is really painful. But anyway, I wrote a um, comic book review over at you don't read comics.com and I do that periodically. And this week I reviewed a new comic called Safe Sex. That's spelled S F S X and I reviewed their first issue. Mm-hmm. And people like the review. So I want to pour libations for everybody who read that review. Cool, Thank you so cool. much. The writer of that comic enjoyed the review as that's well. Nice. She now said that's it meant nice. a lot to her. And I was that's like, oh nice. my God. Eh, eh, eh. And I like reviewing shit. I feel like based on like a lot of the comic book reviews that I've read and other shit that I've read, it's like people don't always put their personality into it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in my reviews, like I put my personality, like I mentioned shit in there that you're not going to explain. Why would I mention this when I'm reviewing Uh like this other thing? Thing. You know what I mean? So anyway, so I enjoyed writing it aside from all the pain. I enjoyed writing (laughs) it and I really do want to pour libations for everybody who took the time to read it. And I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes. Cool, cool, cool. Do you have a libation this week, Queen? Yes, I do. I want to pour libations for my purple velvet comforter set that I purchased for myself for my birthday. Mm. And um, I just love it. I love luxuriating in it. And I enjoy the fact that for it like translates sex. Mm-hmm. Which I like. Mm-hmm. And I like my bed to look like. So now I have to get satin sheets and shit to go yes, with it. And stuff color. like that. I'm not thinking. I was pulling Twitter to like, what colors y'all think I should get? Because mm-hmm. I didn't think about satin sheets until somebody was like, oh, now you got to get satin yeah. sheets. And somebody was like, now you got to get a round bed. I'm not yeah. going to get a round bed. But. Yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got to mm-hmm. find an apartment that mm-hmm. could uh-huh. have a round bed. Mm-hmm. You got to have a big space for that. Yeah, um, one day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, something I got to get satin sheets now. So um, I'm thinking in the like. I know I'm gonna get black ones. Duh, obviously. <laughs> like, obviously. Okay. Um, and someone suggested like burgundy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I figured out. Yeah, I'm thinking. Well, your isn't your comforter kind of burgundy? It's purple, like a dark. Oh, purple. oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like a um, like a dark pink. Not that's so what burgundy. I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's dope. what I pictured when they said burgundy, even though that's not what that color is at mm-hmm. all. But that's what I pictured. Right. So I think I'm gonna do that. So black and that and. I'll figure out some other color. Yeah, yo. Cheers to luxuriating in your fucking uh, bedding, yo. My sex bed. My loving bed. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. All right, Queen. Can you tell the people how and why they should donate to Tea with Queen and Jay podcast? Yes, I can. So why you donate to Tea with Queen and Jay is to progress this podcast, sustain this podcast, and to keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast. Podcast. That's what you do if you when you donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. Right. Ways to donate. Go to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. Scroll down on that homepage, and there's where you will find two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you could come however many times you want and put however much you want in that pot anytime, any place. No commitment there. And the second option is our Patreon option, and that is where we are asking for $2. $2. 
dollars. Just two dollars a month. You can give more or less. That is up to you. But we are only asking for two dollars because we are some option giving ass bitches. Okay. Other ways that you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay that aren't monetarily are by subscribing to this podcast. Wherever you're listening to us, subscribe. Just hit that button. Make it permanent. Make it so that we just pop up in your feed every Tuesday. Also, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you do that. Do that rate and review. That helps people find us. If you want more people to know about ways to dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, that's how you spread the word. Um, tag us in posts. Tell a friend. Teach someone how to listen to a podcast. If you meet someone who doesn't know how to listen to a podcast, just teach them how to do it. And then the next step would be Tea with Queen and Jay. There's lots of ways that you could donate to this podcast that aren't monetarily, and those are the ways. That's right. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, you can email us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization, do a live show or consult you or your team, you can send us your team mail at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. Okay. I have some donation libations. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a donation libation this week. This week's donation libation goes to Demetrius, the homie from Vanderbilt. Yeah. What's good? Thank What's you good, so much Demetrius. for becoming a Patreon, a mm-hmm. patron, a subscriber to our motherfucking Patreon. Yo, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. We didn't get any PayPal's this week, so we weren't able to buy snacks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a mother. Thanks, guys. No snacks. Um, (laughs) So break us off on the PayPal, yo. We appreciate that shit. And as always, we appreciate everybody who subscribes to our Patreon. Thank you so much. Yes. Events this week. Made me think of the prices right. If you don't get it right. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know why that's funny. It's not. We don't have any events coming up, but our homies over at Inner Hole Uprising Podcast have their sex trivia event coming up. If you are in NYC, they're having their monthly trivia on Sunday, October 6th at 5 p.m. Do you like trivia, drinks, talking about sex? Um, Yeah. You do? All those things. Oh, okay. Fun and winning free stuff. Come on down to Inner Hole Uprising Sex Trivia Sundays, sponsored by Babeland at Love Story Bar in Brooklyn every first Sunday of the month. Their next edition will be on Sunday, October 6th at 5 p.m. And they always have a sex specialist in the building for yes. actual figgity facts. Yep. The link to this event will be in the show notes. If you want to go to that, that's uh, NYC, yo. Mm-hmm. If you're in NYC, mm-hmm. you should go. You should go. Trivia. Like you should go. Event. It's like, it's a fun event. No, it is a fun event. It's a good time. You get to hang out with the hosts. Oh, if you don't like fun, I guess stay home. <laughs> um. So I uh, guess let's get into the show. Let's get into the motherfucking show. Jay. Yo. What kind of tea you drinking? I am drinking Ginkgo Biloba. I don't know if I'm saying it right. That and is how you that say is? it. That yeah. is. I'm drinking Ginkgo Biloba Chamomile. Chamomile and Ginkgo Biloba. Unless that's just how my dad says it. I don't know. That's how my mom says it. That's why I didn't trust it. Oh. And now parents do those things. Right. 
Is it a Bronx thing? Where's your dad from? My dad from Brooklyn. Okay. Well, dad that raised me, that's from Brooklyn. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's the dad. Yeah. Okay. Duh. Right. Those are, yes, the only dad we acknowledge. Avi. Yeah, okay. um, yeah, he's from Brooklyn, so mm-hmm. I don't know. But Genko Biloba. All right. They both light-skinned. <laughs> they are. Could be that. I don't Who know. Knows? I don't know. Who that's all. That's like my, that was my common denominator. All right. What are you drinking? I am drinking chai tea. Okay. Delicious. It's, it is good. What are y'all drinking? Are y'all drinking tea? You drinking water? Or do, you not drinking anything? Yeah, what do anything? y'all drink when y'all do this? Talk to us. Let us know. Yeah, that'd cool. be cool. And what are your pronouns? She and her. What are your pronouns, Jay? She, her, they, them. And what do you affirm for yourself this week? I am affirming, like I affirm for myself every week, that I am a bad bitch, that I am enough, that I'll be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I also affirm that I am well-rested. I have to affirm that because I am actually... Yep. Really tired. <laughs> um, Is it a porn thing? Were you doing the porn again? No, actually, I just woke up really early today. Oh, okay. And then I had my migraine, so it makes oh, me feel like, I'm go sorry. to bed, bitch. Yeah. Like that. So mm-hmm. um, so I also affirm that I am well-rested. My hair and fashions are popping. Popping. My body and mind are healthy. Healthy. And that I will always and forever stunt on these hoes. Okay. I like that echo. Thank you. I You're welcome. That. I got you. No problem. What are you affirming for yourself, Jay? I affirm, as always, that I am not a lady. I affirm that I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I'm wealthy. I'm self-employed. And my finances are abundant. I'm paid. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I have everything I need to maintain and continue to flourish. I do not undersell myself or underquote my rate. I get my rate. And mm-hmm. I am healthy. Yes, don't stop. Can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Bad bitch for life. All right. So I was thinking about Lily Singh. You know, she is um, the host of a late night. The first woman of color to host a late night show. That woman. No. She never said that. I know she. I didn't say she said that. Yeah. But she, you know, I was mocking media because black women don't exist. I was mocking media. Yeah. Um, but that that woman. Mm-hmm. So she is the one of the what 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 is she? The first is she the first of anything? She's the first something, right? I think she's queer. She is queer, but so is Wanda Sykes. Yeah, like very. She's a whole ass lesbian. She's a whole ass lesbian. Um, Asian. Yes. Anyway, mm-hmm. fuck the first. Yes, Lily is a woman of color she is hosting the is it the late late show yes okay she's hosting the late late show the shit comes on at like 1 30 eastern standard time so it's super late if that's not what it's called my bad it's the du- super duper late show but lily that's is called the after hour spot yes it's the after hour <laughs> spot lily is a um canadian youtuber comedian actress all that good stuff she made a name for herself on youtube she's from i said canada but she's from toronto yeah and there have been these com- these conversations coming about about her performing some folks have been talking about her performing blackness yeah. um, for a check which i do agree mm-hmm. to an extent that she does but there was also this conversation about i feel like this conversation anytime we see a non-black person of color who seems to embody aspects of blackness mm-hmm. i feel like a conversation comes about where we're either talking about them um performing blackface or appropriating blackness there's that same conversation kind of comes up around aquafina who was another comedian was aquafina from the internet i thought she was a rapper 
No, she's not a rapper. I don't think. Oh my God, she's a rapper. I know. Jesus Christ. That's why I was saying what I was saying. <laughs> the same conversation comes up around Aquafina, who is an actor, rapper, um, and she was in this really good movie that came out recently called The Farewell. If you haven't seen that, go see that shit. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. We talked about it on the podcast before, I think. There are elements of the conversation that make a lot of sense. Them being able to leverage blackness for a check in ways that black folks are denied and aren't able to do, right? Mm-hmm. So I understand and I get all of that. But a part of me sometimes wonders, because everyone accepts whiteness and white behavior and white uh, tone of speak and white vocabulary, and we're talking about like what quote unquote was seen as like mainstream yeah. shit, as the standard and the norm, I feel like sometimes when non-black people of color embody or seem to culturally lean towards blackness as their center, Mm -hmm. as opposed to leaning towards whiteness as their center, Mm -hmm. like I feel like we don't question it when when whiteness is the center for a non-black person of color. We don't question that, right? So... I feel like there are times when unless a non-black person of color is has, I guess, an accent from whatever, whatever country their parents are from or whatever, whatever their origin country is outside of America, since we're all mm-hmm. here from somewhere, somewhere else in some way. Right. So unless that person has an accent that is an inflection of whatever the native language we assume that they're supposed to come from is then we feel i feel like a lot of us feel like they're their center for cultural identity outside of the culture of their parents or whatever wherever their ancestors immigrated from should be whiteness and anytime it's not whiteness anytime they demonstrate any akinness to blackness i feel like we i feel like that gets questioned and it's never questioned when they're assimilating to whiteness. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. What you're okay, and and I kind of want to. What I guess what I would like to see is some a separation in the conversation of, or perhaps some acknowledgement of that nuance that like because black culture, because black American culture is a dominant culture within the U.S. and throughout the world, I feel like it is possible to have folks who are non-Black people of color center and see that as a culture that, that they are more related to mm-hmm. and and lean towards that more than always assimilating or always identifying and embodying whatever we consider the default or white culture to be. Mm-hmm. So I guess for me, I just kind of wanted to have a conversation like about that nuance. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I have some thoughts. So like, I think that of course that nuance exists, but I think when you talk about entertainment, it's hard to differentiate that, especially since a lot of black culture is commodified the way it's commodified. Right. So it's very easy for you to not examine that nuance if you come from a culture where everything is stolen all the time so like 
questioning or the lack of questioning why someone would assimilate to whiteness mm-hmm. doesn't seem like a huge question to ask because we all understand why people will assimilate to whiteness because right. that is the standard that is the what well, else what the world says the standard is that is what you need for access that is what you like need to do certain things or whatever mm-hmm. like i don't think out there is not a culture that tells you that that is not something you need for access. Mm-hmm. So we understand why that's happening already. So why question that? Like we we understand that because we also have to do that ourselves for the most part. That's mm-hmm. also something that a lot of us are taught to do for those reasons and stuff like that. So I think that's why it's not questioned when um, whiteness is mirrored or stuff like that. Because we get why that has to happen because we do that ourselves. Right. So there's no question in that. But when you come from a space or a culture where you feel everything is stolen when you feel all of all the things you produce are commodifies in ways that you cannot benefit from you're mm-hmm. always going to question it why yeah. not question that you're always going to question it and you don't have the room or the time or the space to even think about that nuance because everything that you produce is being stolen from you mm-hmm. so like for me i'm not I don't think about that nuance. I don't have the space or the room to think about that nuance um or at least I don't think so and then like for myself personally usually when when I see non-black people of color have these conversations, they typically say that they grew up in these places mm-hmm. with lots of different people. So it's like, so how come if you grew up in a place with lots of different people, then you can sound like lots of different things, but you yeah. kind of you tend to always, when it comes to being cool, mm-hmm. sound like me or mirror me yeah. or do the things that we do. I feel like, so here, here's where I see... I feel like when you are someone from wherever your experience is, right, there are people who I feel like when you are someone who is a non-black POC who is embodying black culture, let's say it's a completely organic thing for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. right? You have a responsibility to acknowledge and understand where that came from. For all the uh, for all the reasons that you just listed, people stealing shit from us, people shitting on us, all of that stuff, if you are going to... When you embody that culture, there's a, an element of representation. When you represent some shit that is ours, that we do, you have a responsibility to that culture and to that community in a way that you don't have a responsibility to whiteness. Mm Because whiteness is seen as the default, the norm, the standard. So even a part of, I think a part of us as black people, a part of us not questioning when we see non-black people of color behaving in white ways is some of us feels like that's the norm. That's the standard. And we don't even necessarily see them as acting white. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We just see them as, oh, they're just they're talking, quote unquote, normal or or whatever. Yeah. Because everything that's not black, every behavior that's not black per se or or um, diction or talking, unless, like I said before, unless it has some sort of inflection, inflection from another language is considered to be white unless it's specifically black. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like. There is a responsibility that non-black people of color who identify with black culture is a responsibility that they have to black folks, to black culture, that there many of them don't live up to. But so it, a part of that response, a part of that, oh, well, I just I grew up in a diverse neighborhood and, and, and you know, we all shared a little bit of each other's culture. A part of that 
answer is not living up to that responsibility because like you said yeah okay you lived in this diverse neighborhood but whatever that common culture is that either only you absorbed or everyone else absorbed was heavily black culture it was black culture and the not naming of that is a part of the erasure and not living up to that responsibility yeah but would they live up to that responsibility if people didn't let them know that if people didn't question that, like who are they going to like, just take on that responsibility and say, I have to make the, no, it has to be questioned. That's what I'm saying. That's why, but that's why it's questioned. And that's why for me, anti-blackness is so rampant that I, I'm going to be honest and say, I'm not going to take that time to think about that nuance that I do know exists Mm -hmm. because you're not going to just take that responsibility for, for your actions and yourself and acknowledging that, you are dibbling, dabbling in my right. shit. So I have to question you and I'm not going to think of that's for me. That's why I'm not thinking about that nuance, because if mm-hmm. I don't check you, you're just going to keep doing that shit. Yeah. And I'm not saying that these people should not be checked. And I'm not saying that there aren't people. I'm not, and, and I'm not even saying that Lily Singh or Aquafina don't do this. Mm-hmm. Right. We know that black American culture is a dominant culture mm-hmm. and that we influence everything. Mm-hmm. And then yet. I feel like we still assume that the norm, the standard for everyone is just whiteness. And so when we see non-black people of color who have grew up and were influenced by embody black culture, Mm -hmm. I feel like instead of acknowledging, no, we are a dominant culture. Black American culture is a dominant culture. Black culture, period. Because when we talk about Lily Singh, a lot of her inspiration is um, is Black Caribbean, Black Toronto slang and shit like that. Again, specifically Black shit. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's a, an erasure that we do of ourselves a lot of times when it's like, well, why aren't you... I get the question. Why aren't you just being white like everyone else, Right. Or why aren't you embodying whiteness like everyone else embodies whiteness? Just to me, it just feels like it feels like we are not acknowledging our own influence to an extent. I feel like there's ways to like because I'm thinking about myself and being in high school and the Asian folks that were in my high school who were very who were like into black culture, but also not white. Like, I felt like they were themselves and it wasn't mm-hmm. like a default to whiteness. Like, right. it was just them existing. So mm-hmm. I think for myself, I've seen that mm-hmm. where it was something where I knew they were influenced by these two dominant cultures that are in the U.S., but still existing as they are mm-hmm. also with their Asian-ness and right. it not being something that I felt was threatening to me. Do you And think- also something that was not like the white kids in my school either. Do you think that you observed them that way because they rolled together? Some of them rolled together, some mixed. Like it was, it was different. Like we Mm -hmm. had a a, a Chinese girl who hung out with us named Davina. Like it was, and I still know her as an adult and she's still very much her. Like, do you think that if Davina became an entertainer, people who didn't know Davina would challenge her identity? I, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But I could be thinking about a person that I've known for my whole for right. like a really, really long time. Right. But I, it didn't present in the same ways as what I've seen when like, because even when I saw Aquafina in that movie, um, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, to me she wasn't performing blackness. To me, she to a lot of people she was. Yeah, performing to me blackness. she wasn't. To me she looked like a. a 
one of those white aunties who are always like giving you plates of food <laughs> and they're oh loud. And yeah, like, that know, was that was the fashion aesthetic. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know, like it was a reminder <laughs> okay. of that. Okay. I didn't see blackness, but like when I when I looked and saw like her hip hop stuff, and it, looked, it was different. Mm-hmm. Um, Which uh, quick disclaimer: I have not consumed that, so I'm unfamiliar with that. So please forgive me. Um, for not having ingested that into I'm my sipping system. tea. I'm yeah. sipping tea. I know that's where that conversation comes yeah. from because you sound like this. And mm-hmm. then now you're in these interviews sounding like this. Mm-hmm. So it's like, which one is it? Yeah. Whereas for the folks that I went to high school with and stuff like that, they didn't sound like this with these people and then sound like this with these right. other people. Right. Like for the most, they sound like, themselves when they was with us and they probably sound different when they was with their parents right which is like you know, a, a lot of us yeah all yeah. of us do that mm-hmm. but it wasn't to that extent of what i saw of aquafina so it's mm-hmm. like completely different so like for myself i feel like and like i said this is people that i know from childhood so i could just be used to it and not realize the things that outside people see mm-hmm. i've seen it exist and not look like what an Aquafina looks like. Like mm-hmm. I've seen it exist where like these people do have their own identity while living in the US where you're heavily influenced by black culture and, yeah. and whiteness is the standard. Mm-hmm. So like I've seen that exist and it not look like well, what the fuck Aquafina is doing. Yeah. You know, so it's just like for me, like I, it's, it's mm, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't get with that. Yeah. No, I feel you. I, um, I also, in this conversation, again, I just kind of wanted to talk about the nuances of that because mm-hmm. I just I feel like that is a conversation that should be had. And it should not be the conversation of, like what you said, oh, I grew up in a diverse neighborhood and we were all mixing things. And then, but everything you've said is black. Say My, my whole thing is say black. Say black. But say they would never say black. black stuff. But they would never say that. Like you, like, until we pushed them. And question right. them. I'm not saying they're don't never push. gonna. Of course. I know you're not saying right, that, but right, I'm right. saying that they're never gonna say that because mm-hmm. anti-blackness is fucking real. Yeah. Even if you fuck with us, you don't fuck with us. Right. So they're never gonna say that. Why would they say that? For what? What? Mm-hmm. What do they win saying that? Mm-hmm. Nothing. So they're not gonna say that. Mm-hmm. They're not. Mm-hmm. That's whack. Speaking of violence, I watched um, Lily Singh did a little. Oh my uh, god! I watch. Grief. I watch it. Yeah, I was fucking horrified. Yo. I wish I could fucking send you niggas photos through video. I guess I could. Well, we didn't take photos, but <laughs> I just want you to know. I want you to see. I want you to see the pain on my face because I, I didn't expect it to be what it was. I didn't expect it to be as violent as it was. Uh-huh. So Lily Singh does this video for Vanity Fair. Um, you know how Vanity Fair did that thing with Kiki Palmer that was that, cute and funny that. and that everyone enjoyed? This was not that. <laughs> so this was supposed to be a similar, like, oh, let's make some assets with fucking Lily Singh. She yeah. had a show, you know, she's she's cute and da-da-da-da. It was not fucking funny. The shit was violent and the shit was whack. So, and it was anti-black. So she was basically doing a video of Canadian sayings. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. I've been to Canada. I've, I'm Caribbean. So, of course, I have cousins from Ca- in Canada or whatever, obviously. So, Canadian sayings, which again is is problematic in the title because all of her words were like Caribbean influence. That's what slang. I was thinking. Like, this sounds like Patois. Right. It was. It was. It was. Most of them, after she did like 20 Patois words, then she's like, oh, a lot of these are, you know, Canada, Toronto was a very mixed 
place. You're so not everyone gonna I know, say black. I know. Everyone is stealing and mixing. So a lot, a lot of these are Caribbean words, and everyone is mixing. That's another thing with the everyone mixing bullshit. And one thing only stands out. It's only right. one fucking yes, ingredient. But do you're know, lying. It took her so long into the video to say and acknowledge that because I want to know. I don't know. I don't know what goes on with white Canada, but <laughs> like they didn't say a boat. Yeah, they do say a boot. But there a are, boot. I know there's a lot of those slang words that they're not using. Like, where are you talking about? Like, what are you talking yeah. about? And say black. That's why I felt so violent to me. They're never going to gonna say black. Yeah, because I, I can get that you, these, this is a part of your like slang and that all the kids were saying it and this is how you grow. I can get that. Fucking say black. That was wild toxic to me. And then here's the element of performance, which I know is a part of what upsets us all, is that... You are teaching these white people black culture. You're teaching them like it's this fun, cute thing. And you're allowed to do this because you're not a black person. Yes. They don't enjoy this shit from black That's people. The They're not going to sit up and dress up a black person. Exactly. And, and and so you're allowed this access and then you're allowed this access with black culture. And then you don't credit black culture, which is fucking lame and whack. So anyway, I still have to say I was it's, it was never for me about like denying that that shit is a thing. I just wanted to have this other conversation about. You know, you can be a non-black POC and not be white leaning. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like there are ways that black American culture genuinely influences everyone. And I don't think that that I don't think that's not the sin. The sin is the not is not giving us the credit. No, no, that's the sin. Yeah, there's non-black POC culture that is its own. Like if you think about like. Um, I don't know if it's the right word, but like Mexican culture or like Mm -hmm. um, but they call them. Chicanos, mm-hmm. like that, like that is like to me doing its own thing. Yeah. That does have influences from the other things, mm-hmm. but it exists in itself right. without right. the other things as well. So it does exist. So mm-hmm. that's why when I see shit like that, I'm like, mm, I don't know because it, we know it can exist. We see it exist here in the U.S. all the time. Yeah. That ain't it. Yeah. That's not it. We see it lots of times in other non-black POCs. So I feel you. No. I feel Mm-mm. you. I, and I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying that we see it, but also we live, like the we on this podcast live in New York City, live a, around a bunch of different types of people, and a lot of the U.S. does not. So on Twitter, on social media, you have everybody commenting on everybody, and I feel like... I didn't even mean me like we, because I don't live in a place where I see a lot of Chicano culture, but I know it exists. And I see it mm-hmm. independent of white culture, independent mm-hmm. of black culture existence. Right. I'm at we as in like this country, mm-hmm. not like you and I. I don't know, man. I feel like I agree with you and I agree with that example. But I just feel like so many of the we that you're talking about right now is ignorant to other cultures, like period. And so if somebody don't do something like a white person, then it's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Like, that's not, that's not white. If you, if you are anything other than exactly what I think you're, the, the stereotypes based on what I know about your culture, if you're anything other than that, then you're supposed to, it's supposed to be a white thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. And I think that that's a real thing that exists. I don't think, I think ideally mm-hmm. the informed we does know and see those nuances, but the we a lot of the weed does not, mm-hmm. is is what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yo, y'all let us know what you think. So yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. 
Monday. <laughs> Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like giving black women year. your money. Yes, so, give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh yes, yes. We do this dope ass women's race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Sometimes week. twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yeah. TeamWithQueenAndJay.com Hit that donate tab And mm-hmm. we have two options there so you Two Two You become a patron Or you can just donate through PayPal yep. You choose We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right On how you give us money That's right If you want to donate via Patreon We're asking all of our listeners To break us off $2 a month That's $24 a year And if everybody who listens Does that shit We will have everything That we need to do Everything we want to do For this podcast Everything And if you love us so much That you want to break us off A one time donation A multiple time donation Or if you don't like The the once a month Kind of system You can go to our PayPal And give us any amount of money We will take that shit We will love that shit We will appreciate that shit We will shit. use that shit That's right So once again TeaWithQueenAndJay.com Hit the donate tab And choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes and we're black all the time yo so a few weeks ago mm-hmm. we mentioned that we wanted to do a new segment sorry i was making noise with my hands like you know how you talk when your hands when you're you know in new york and you slap one hand into the other either like the back way or you clap clap anyway um we were talking about doing a new segment called what we're watching yes and uh, we were like, yeah, we want to do this new segment where we talk about what the fuck we're watching on TV and shit. And maybe Diamond will like do a fucking jingle or some shit. Like our homie Diamond from Marsha's yeah, Plate. We just threw it to the universe. That's right. And what you know what Diamond did? Diamond did a motherfucking jingle. You said hopefully Diamond would do it. I was like, yo, I bet Diamond is right in the fucking segment intro right now. <laughs> and she did. And you she did, what? like immediately. Pay Diamond to do a jingle. Pay Diamond to do a jingle, yo. Where, yo? All right. Um, so yeah, yo, Diamond, hit us with that intro. <laughs> hit us with that jingle. What we're watching, what we're watching, yeah. Ooh la la la. It's the shows that we're watching when we're sipping tea. Ooh la la la. It's the shit that we're watching with J Dot and Queen. Ooh la 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 la. Right. I love that shit. Do you love that shit? Yep. Perfect. Jay, what are you watching? Okay. So this weekend, I actually went and saw Hustlers. Mm-hmm. How was that? It was, I think it's a solid movie. Mm-hmm. I think it was solid. Yeah, people seem to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, it was good. I didn't have any problems with it. It's not like a, um, for anybody who doesn't know, Hustlers is a... It's a movie. J-Lo was in it. (laughs) Hustler is a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie. J-Lo was in it. This white girl that looks like another white girl who's dead is... She looks like that white girl who passed away from Clueless. Oh, that's my friend. Yeah, I know. I I liked her. She didn't live long enough to like be problematic. Facts. Facts. That that we're aware of. Murphy. What was her name? Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Yes. Okay. That's not this white girl's name, but she looks just like her. Oh, really? So sorry. She has those eyes. She does. Oh. 
I think. You have to look. I'll show you a picture. Okay. But anyway, she looked like Brittany Murphy. So mm-hmm. that girl is in it. Um, Lizzo's in it. Cardi B is in it. Kiki Palmer is in it. Why are you looking at me You like made me that? think of a tweet that Roxanne Gay tweeted, but go ahead. Say the tweet. She was talking about... What's Constance Wu. She was like, yeah. Constance Wu. She needs some work. Or yeah. she needs more practice. Yeah. She does something like that. Yeah. She does? Constance Wu was in it. I, I think... Does she need more practice? I think that they, they gave her a bad wig. That didn't help. And maybe she needs more practice. <laughs> but mostly, if her hair was fire, if her hair was on point... I don't think we would have been thinking about how she needed more practice. <laughs> but also, I wouldn't have thought she needed more practice if Roxanne Gay didn't is. say that, right? <laughs> and then I was looking, I was like, dang, she kind of she do need more practice. But that was a part of the point. That was a part, a part of the storyline is that she needs more practice. So oh, okay. I think, like, okay. no one actually says that, but it's it's okay that she needs more, more practice, practice for her character. It. Okay. But anyway, I watched, I saw the film. J-Lo, again, is is playing some sort of ambiguously white Latinx, maybe Italian person. She's doing her TV Italian thing. Who knows? Her daughter is clearly um, brown, mm-hmm. and her last name is Vega. But outside of that, she could be Italian. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not why we're here. So I wanted to give a quick content warning. So content warning for body shaming, content warning for fat shaming Mm -hmm. and yes so that's the content warning it'll be i don't know how long we're going to talk about this but that's the content warning Mm -hmm. um for right now so i'm in the theater and i was in my area which is a wider area of manhattan and um we're watching a movie lizzo's part yeah take a deep breath going to take Um, a breath i had to roll my eyes like maxine shaw yeah um, Lizzo is in the film. She doesn't have a big role, but she's in the film. She's one of the strippers in the club. She's Lizzo. She's adorable. She's mm-hmm. hot. She's fucking Lizzo. Every time Lizzo is on screen, I think the movie portrays her fine. I personally didn't have any issues with her portrayal in the film. But every mm-hmm. time she's on screen, if she's on the pole or anything that she was doing, um, my theater was laughing. It, I wasn't in a packed theater. It was mostly white folks in my theater. It was a few black folks mixed in because it was black people in this film. So mm-hmm. there were black people there to watch. But it made me super uncomfortable because she wasn't doing anything Un- comedic. comedic. Yeah, it was a few scenes where... Ah, fat! That was the joke. It was a few scenes where like she was stripping and moving like everybody else. And because she has more body and more jiggle, she was moving in ways that other people couldn't. Because if they move like that, their body wouldn't do anything. Yeah. So, But it wasn't anything that was supposed to be comedic, except for the fact that we know that people laugh at fat. And I don't... I didn't... When I saw it, I didn't think... I watch a lot of movies. I'm a movie person. I didn't think that it was written in a way that like, oh, we know people are going to laugh at her fat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't see it like they were trying to play it for that. But every time she was on screen dancing, they were laughing. And it was it was just these seconds because it was like a montage of yeah. like different people dancing. Mm-hmm. But I was so um, disgusted by it. And the reason I bring it up, I try when like when shitty stuff happens, I don't always come here and say, Hey, this shitty thing happened. People are shitty. But I feel like for me, at least as a person who doesn't live in a fat body. And for a lot of us who don't, I think it's important that we remember that niggas is still out here doing this, that this is still normal. And there are people living and existing in fat bodies who have to deal with this type of shit every day. Lizzo was up there. Um, stripping, 
like everybody else. Her yeah. body was on display like everybody else. And it's also, I think, for a lot of us who are marginalized and who have bodies that are not white and slim or whatever or, or able appearing and shit like that, for a lot of us, every time we leave the house or every time we engage with certain populations of people, we're putting ourselves at risk, yeah. we're putting ourselves in yeah. danger. So it just made me think of like, by her simply being in this film as a stripper, it was putting her body at, at risk. risk, was putting her body yeah. as subject to fucking ridicule in the way that like other actors were not. And yeah, it just caught me super off guard. It was disgusting. Um, that's a damn shame. Yeah. It was like, wow, we're, we're, and that's another thing. I don't live in a fat body. What if I was a fat black woman? What if I look like Lizzo and I'm sitting here to enjoy a movie and the people in the theater are laughing in a moment that wasn't set up for comedy. Mm -hmm. So that was fucking, um, disappointing. Um, okay. That's disappointing too. I didn't see it, but like. Usually that is what flat bodies are used for right. for the comedic release. So to have a space where that's not what it's used for and yeah. people still react in that way is just like, right. the fuck is wrong with y'all? Yeah, I didn't. It was really, it It just, it caught me way off guard. If, if, if can someone preferably, um, if you are a black person who considers themselves fat and you felt that it was used for comedic effect if you saw the film like please let me know if you if you're comfortable with sharing or talking to me about it because I, I really I didn't feel feel like that was the film's intention um but that could be a blind spot on my part I don't I, I didn't see it mm-hmm. but like I don't get I wouldn't get the joke you know like yeah. she, she just because I didn't but that's what I'm saying I didn't get the joke either but there were people in the theater laughing, right? And so regardless to whether it was intended for it to be funny and people were laughing or it wasn't and people were laughing, people were still laughing and that's a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I would like to know if I was not seeing something that was there. You know what I'm saying? Just to know, like, is everyone, was it was it, was it the movie who was also an asshole in addition to the people in the theater with mm-hmm. me or was it just the people in the I'm theater with me being fucking assholes? I think it's... I don't know. I keep saying I didn't see it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the people in the theater because, like, even when you see like the trailers for it, usually you you're like, right? There was no like, sense that oh she's, she's gonna, gonna be, be funny. funny. Or, right. You know what I mean? There yeah. was none of that yeah. happening when I saw trailers for this movie. So that's not what I would assume would be why she's in the movie because yeah. that's not what she was for in the trailer either. And they mm-hmm. usually give you the little bits and pieces so you can like right. kind of know what you're walking into, and that doesn't sound like. Anything I would have I didn't wouldn't have thought of comedy when it came to her mm-hmm. in that movie based on the trailers, yeah. based on the um, media run and shit that they was doing. I didn't see any of that, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't. Yeah, expect. I feel like you're right. Yeah, no, I feel like I'm right too. I just want to leave room there for somebody who might not be seen looking at it with those eyes. Yeah, so there's room there to let me know if I didn't if I didn't see something. Gotcha. Something else mm-hmm. while I was in the theater, um, content warning for just fucking general whack whiteness and I guess uh, police brutality. But I'm not going to describe any like violent police brutality mm-hmm. or police brutality incident. We're going to be talking about. I'm talk about a movie trailer real quick. I figured. Okay. Um, so you've, have you seen, you've seen the movie trailer for Queen and Slim? Yeah, I don't, (laughs) say it, go ahead. I don't understand why we're excited about that movie. Are you, okay. Are, what do you, do you have a feeling about it or are you indifferent to it or what? 
So for anybody who doesn't know, Queen and Slim is a film, I think it's being produced by Lena Waithe. I think so right? too. Okay. And it stars Daniel Kaluuya and I don't remember the the, um, the, the woman's, woman's name, name. Yeah, but uh, a dark-skinned black woman and they are on a first date and then they end up being pulled over by police. Um, the cop is being a cop. I was going to say an asshole, but yeah, same. Yeah. And he gets himself killed. And so... Um, I like that you said that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Got himself killed out there. Anyway, and so they end up on um, on the run. This These two people who just yeah. met. And then... I don't know if they end up being cop killers, but that's how I would write it. So I don't know. Who knows what happens? But what are your feelings? I'm not excited about the movie because I'm not ready. Got it. I'm not ready. Because you have some level of trauma, right? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm not ready. I can't do it. There's lots of levels of trauma for me. I've been on a first date with somebody and got arrested. Right. Like, you know, like it's just like. They didn't get arrested, but it's just like, there's that. Uh, they, didn't, I, they didn't have to get arrested for you to feel that trauma. Yeah. But you know what I yeah, mean? Like, I've been in that situation on a first date with of a course. motherfucker, and now we're encountering police officers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Of then I live in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just so much that I'm just not ready for. It's not my idea of fun mm-hmm. unless it becomes like an Octavia Butler thing and they yeah, unless it becomes some kind of fantasy, sci-fi, sci-fi thing, thing yeah. where I know that they're going to survive Let me tell you and go shit. to a place and be free. If we go in then there, if we go in there. I don't want to fucking, fucking end and they have to still be on the run because they can't live in the U.S. So they got to go to fucking Mexico if, or they got to go to fucking somewhere else where they're still on the run. If that sci-fi, I will pledge my fealty. <laughs> okay that's a like i just it's just too real yeah it's just too trauma filled when i've seen the first trailer it was some award show and that trailer came on and twitter lit up and i was like what, are, what yo the, every what time right every what time i see the trailer so i do want to see it and i am i am looking forward to it right i'm looking forward to it but every time i watch that trailer a wound is open a wound that sits open in me is mm-hmm. like is is poked at you know what I'm saying? It's a reminder that this is something that we live with. It's a reminder that this could happen to any of us. It's a reminder that this has happened to us. It's a reminder of um, everything that we have experienced with police brutality and everyone who has been killed at the hands of police and this police state that we're living under, right? Yeah, this is not... So that wound is open. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm sitting in the theater. The trailer comes on. My wound is open as usual. And I'm like, but it's it's also a lot of different things that I haven't seen in a movie before happening in that film. I've never seen a dark-skinned couple like that and the whole movie is about to be about them and we're going to follow them in this, this mm-hmm. whole time. I, don't, I can't remember a film where I've seen... Um, both parties like of a couple that we're going to see in a whole movie be that complexion ever us but that's just recent us that should just happen yeah, no. and also it's not an exploration per se of like like this is it also seems like a love story kind of oh and then this is another recent one but um what is that movie that was about the book there was jazz the guy is a sculptor oh if bill street could talk thank you yes mm-hmm. if bill street could talk but I don't think that they were there as dark as this couple mm-hmm. is in this film. But anyway, so that that I think is important. That I think is valuable. And 
I'm looking forward to seeing it. Every time I watch the trailer, a wound is open. So I'm sitting there in the theater. I ain't watching that shit. That's fine. That's fine. The point of this. Y'all enjoy yourselves. The point of this. Y'all enjoy yourselves, you hear? I ain't watching it. The point of why, the reason I bring it up is I'm sitting in the theater before Hustlers. They play this fucking trailer. I'm sitting there. My wounds are open. Okay. And I'm just waiting to move on to the next thing. Because I didn't, okay, I'm, I am looking forward to seeing this film, but I'm not enjoying this experience of watching this trailer, per se. Mm-hmm. And I didn't actually come to the movies for this. I came to watch Hustlers, which to me was supposed to be like a silly good time, which yeah. you guys, it's a lot serious. It's a, a bit more serious than I expected, but whatever. Of course, no one takes strippers seriously. I know. Yeah, no one takes you but seriously. If they were selling drugs or yeah. like if it was like a gangster movie, then it would have been like, yeah, like stripping yeah. is real. It's real out here. Yeah, it was very. I was like, oh, my God, this is real. It's real out here. Right. So it was real out here. So the trailer comes to a close and this white guy behind me to the left says, well, I won't be going to see that. And I gave it a second just for the beat of it. And I said, I can't wait. Just like. Who fucking asked you? Who asked you if you were going to see it? It's not for you. Nobody is talking to you. And I don't want to hear you talking. Why the fuck are you talking? Nobody asked you. Nobody fucking asked you. Who asked you, though? Nobody asked you. Who asked you? But I wanted him to know that I would kill him in that theater. So I had to say that I couldn't wait. But yeah, see, that's why I'm not ready. Cause then that's yeah. shit like that. Now, yeah. now me and my guy gonna get arrested because we gonna fuck you exactly. up in the movie theater. In real life. Yeah. In real like, life. Mm, see, yeah, it was irritating. Ready. And also he had been talking the whole time and then he didn't speak for the rest of the uh the film, which was my point. But um but I say that to say every shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Nobody asked you. White folks, if you're listening well, to I'm this. I'm not going to see that. Shut the fuck up. Since when y'all do call and response? Like, let's start there. Yeah, that part. What are you doing? That part. Shut the fuck Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I can't fucking wait to watch these black people kill people. I hope they kill more people in that movie because I deserve it. They have to. They do have to, right? They just kill a clap and then be skipping. I can't wait. I kill everybody. So just like that. I can't wait. <laughs> Cause shut the fuck up, yo. I just picture your partner's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> My partner is an absorbent ass motherfucker. Cause he's filled with rage. No, but he like he will actually he memorized kill you. his whole outfit. Like, <laughs> oh, he definitely no, did. It was like, oh, yep. guy in the blue hat. Yeah, if we have to kill him, we with will. The brown eyes, the sandy hair. Like he did all of that. <laughs> Oh my god, yo! If you ever see me out with my partner, just know he'll kill you. Like that's that's it. But anyway, anyway, nothing's ever had to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was like we need to be aware of each other's like trauma and shit, and just be aware that there are people around you that are not you. So like, shut the fuck up. This is well, directed to white people. That, white people, shut up. That man don't listen to this podcast, so he's not hearing this. He doesn't, like, but this his wife might. So. She's still voting for Trump. Oh my God, this is not. (laughs) I have to release this trauma. I think I had dinner with a Trump voter one day. The whole dinner? Yes. So how did that happen? Okay, so I'm at dinner for my homegirl's birthday dinner, and we're at the table, 
And we're talking, talk, talking. And I've met these friends of hers. This is when she lived in Long Island for a while. Mm-hmm. I met these friends of hers. Um, it's a Dominican woman. Long Island, the other red state. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking, talking, talking. We're all getting, you know, because I've seen it before. Every time um, this friend has something, these are the friends that come. So whatever, we know of each right. other. Talking, talking, giggling, 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 giggling. And then I said something like... She's white, white or J-Lo white? No, she's like um, mm. Cardi B color. Oh, like maybe a little not maybe, white. Maybe like one shade darker than oh, Cardi B. That kind go. of Dominican. Oh my God, a black person. A black Dominican. Fuck. She's married to a white man who mm-hmm. I appreciate. He knows to just sit there and shut up. Shut He's always the only up, white person yo. when we're... Whatever. Mm-hmm. And he just sits there, he shuts up, and he laughs when he's rice. supposed Yes, that's yep. exactly what he does. Mm-hmm. So we're all talking or whatever... And then I said something like, well, you know, unless you're a Trump um, voter, then, you know, whatever, whatever, Crickets. whatever. She got quiet. Crickets. Mind you, the whole time she's sitting next to me, we are laughing and la, 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 la. Oh my she does gosh. that. In my head, I'm like, this bitch voted for Trump. Oh, you know she did. And then I'm like, yo, this is blah, blah, blah's birthday dinner. You had to talk yourself down. You had to talk yourself Calm down. Calm down. It's not the time. It's not the time. Not the time. We're now at dessert. So it's okay. It's okay. almost okay. over. You already right. did the whole dinner? Mm-hmm. And I kept my mouth shut. And I let, she was like kind of quiet for the rest of the night. Oh, Everyone else shit. is talking at the table. Yes. And then we left. And one of um, my homegirl's other friends drove me home. And I have released it in the car. Mm-hmm. And they was like, we know this. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know this. But oh, I haven't told God. that story. So yeah, I, I ate dinner with a Trump voter. That's why I don't do birthday dinners, yo. Girl. Where was dinner? It was it in... Um... We were in Flatbush. Oh, wow. We she had her nerve. Black ass wow. Brooklyn. She's not going yeah. to see Queen and Slim. <laughs> no. No. She, she won't be there. Not at all. She won't be there. I had to get that out. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding that for really? a really long time. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Oh, God. Yeah, dude. How was dessert? Do you remember what you I had? I don't even remember. Shit, I, yo. I really started drinking my drink a lot. Oh, my God. My All Long right. Island iced tea. You drink those? Um, if I go to places, like restaurants and stuff, because mm-hmm. mixed drinks are always watered down. So I either Facts. get wine, a straight up beer, mm-hmm. or a Long Island. Give me your hardest drink. You're, gar- you're guaranteed to get give like actual alcohol. Drink. Otherwise, they're going to give you- I'm in mixed company. They're going to give you a juice. Give me a, a quick fix. A little drop of some shit. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. You ready to get into news that's not news? Yes. Let's do news that's not news. News that's not news. In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world. Where people respect Don Lemon. Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways. With a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news that's not news. So Jay, would you like to tell our listeners what the news that is not news segment is all about? A boot? A boot? Yes, I'll tell the people what it's a boot as if I was from Toronto. Okay. I always think of the grassy. Oh, I didn't get into that all oh, like that. I did. My sister sucked me in, my little sister. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay. News that's not news is when we tell a news story from our perspective, it's either a story that has not been covered in mainstream media or it's been covered in a way that we feel like maybe we wouldn't have done it. We would talk about it more or differently or explore something that has not already been explored. Or, or sometimes it's some shit that was already discussed, but we need to tell y'all. 
in case y'all haven't yeah, heard we it. gotta tell y'all how they got us fucked up how they got us fucked up yeah. so that's news that's not news what you got okay so today's news that's not news story um is actually from cnn and have you been hearing about the girl um the young girl her name is greta thunberg yeah she's from like australia right um she's swedish Okay, I almost said the same thing, but I know that's too ignorant. <laughs> I know it's not the same thing, but I almost said it just to be just to be ignorant. Really not at all. Okay, sorry. It's not. I know it's not the same thing, but same thing. But it's not. Um. Go so, ahead. um, according to this article, they're saying Greta Thunberg has become a household name. I don't know whose house. <laughs> <laughs> whose house? Not Ron's house. Not this house. Like, okay. Okay. But I found this article because I was actually influenced by listening to Queer Walk's latest episode mm-hmm. where they talked about environmentalism and people of color and environmentalism, environmentalist spaces, and also kids who are environmentalists and environment activists in these spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of media is giving attention to Greta, Greta Thunberg. Um, and it's great that she's doing what she's doing, but there are actually kids of color who are doing this, have been doing this. So I wanted to use our show to... You know, give them yes. their props, show them some love, because they're doing a the damn thing. Mm-hmm. So, one of them is Ishra Hersey. She is 16 years old, and she's actually the daughter of Rep. Uh-huh. Elhan Omar. So, it's her daughter, so this shit runs in her family. She just be activism it up and shit. Damn. So, she has been a long-time social justice advocate and more recently got involved in climate activism. She says she was inspired to take on climate change after seeing a pipeline built in Minnesota and hearing about weather crisis in Flint, Michigan in 2014. She joined an environmental group at her school and later co-founded the U.S. Youth Climate Strike, an American branch of the international movement inspired by, um, that, that was actually inspired by Thunberg, the, mm. the girl I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. I, this is just dope. At 16, I was not doing, what were you doing at 16? A lot of fuck shit. I was, I was fucking. But I was studying. <laughs> you I think studying. I had just started fucking. I was fucking, I was studying because I was good in school, but mm-hmm. I was not fucking starting co-founding organizations for the environment. No, um, so that's her. Then there's also Autumn Platier. She is 15 years old. And actually, when Autumn was eight years old, she attended a ceremony at a reservation where she saw a sign warning that water was toxic. Um, she's actually from a reservation, a Canadian reservation. Mm, um, so she knows all about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god you're fucking annoyed no, that, was, that was good that was good that was good so she when she saw that sign that kind of haunted her when she was eight years old seeing toxic water because she grew up in a space where they just had fresh water so she didn't even know that people could not have access to water mm-hmm. um so as she got older she's become a, a water activist and making sure that people have fresh water she even stepped to um, the prime minister of Canada was like, yo, what the fuck is up with water? Get your mm. water laws together. Step your water laws up. Okay. She didn't use those words, but, yeah, I got you. you know, that's what she meant. So shout out to Autumn. Um, there is also Bruno Rodriguez. He is 19 and um, he's also a climate activist. Um, the 19 year old activist who has organized student walkouts in his home of Buenos Aires is calling for other young people to fight government um, complacency and pollution by corporations. So basically, like getting them to lower their emissions and all of that stuff, so they can stop fucking with the ozone layer, so we can have our Earth to live on. Mm-hmm. So he is doing that. Then there is Helena 
Galinga. She is 17 and from the Ecuadorian Amazon, and she's been fighting for climate issues as well her whole life, especially against big oil, oil companies. Golina has said she is scared about what can happen to our community and particularly in the face of recent fires and increasing deforestation. She especially works to advocate for other indigenous peoples. This is an indigenous person, just to specify her identity. Um, also, the woman that the, the girl that I mentioned from Canada, also an indigenous person as well. I don't know if I specified that, but mm-hmm. she is indigenous. Um, so, yeah, another kid who was trying to change the world because we literally need to fucking live on this planet and nobody wants to fucking care. I do like that a lot of their activism is on questioning and putting um, the work on these corporations, institutions that are making these things rather than putting the work on or the onus on the people who receive the things. So they're not telling people to not use straws. They're not telling people to turn off their water when they're brushing their teeth. Like all of those things, it's like Mm -hmm. we have to really work to fix these things from the top up and that's who they are directing their things to. So I think that's another dope thing to see because a lot of times, especially the way that fixing the world is marketed to mm-hmm. us is that is we're the ones like if we did it and we should be the ones to fix it you're mm-hmm. killing the turtles you're doing all of this stuff blah 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 and it's like there's things that we can do but let's be for real and really address what is creating these problems mm-hmm. um and then the last one is mari Copany, and we know her as little miss flint Aww. she's so cute super cute um but yeah she Describes herself as the future president. She feels she will be president. Um, But she came to fame in March of 2016 when she wrote a letter to the then president, Barack Obama, about the Flint water crisis. And she has been going hard for Flint and their water, like, still to this day. I think right now she was raising money so people can get these pumps so that they can install them in their houses. Um, According to a tweet I saw earlier today, they're, like, really, really close to their goal. But she's, like, still working hard to get clean water to those communities the community she lives in, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, all of these folks of color are also people who come from places that are under-resourced. Um, so it's like basically life or death mm-hmm. to fix these things. So I think it's just pretty cool that all these kids are like doing their things and pushing work and that these should be household names as well, mm-hmm. not just the other person that I... I can't remember right. her name <laughs> already, but not just the other girl that I mentioned at the beginning of this mm-hmm. article mm-hmm. that has become the household name. So I wanted to highlight them here. News is not news. Do your things. We appreciate your work. And um, libations. Libations, yo. I like that. Yeah. Thanks for highlighting them, yo. No worries. That was good. That was a good segment. I enjoyed that shit. Mm -hmm. So. Yo. You ready to pay black women? Yeah, yo. Let's pay some black women. Yes. Give me your fucking Queen, can you tell the people what our Pay Black Woman segment is all about? Yes. So Pay Black Woman is the segment where we encourage you to give your money to a black woman-led business or indigenous woman-led business, give your money to a black woman or indigenous-led organization, or just give your money to a black woman or indigenous woman who needs it. Mm-hmm. Because give them your money. Because we said so. Now, not just because we said so, but because we need to um, make sure that we support these folks because they're under-resourced. 
That's right, and because we said so. <laughs> <laughs> so who we paying today? Who so we, who we getting paid today? Ah, yeah. So this week's Pay Black Women feature is Tease by G. Mm-hmm. Tease by G is an online tea company. They are um, they sell full spectrum hemp tea bags, honey, matcha and Jamaican hot cocoa for the exhausted and overworked. Um, so Tease by G is founded by Georgina in 2012. Georgina's sister, Diane, was diagnosed with late stage ovarian cancer. Chemotherapy often rendered her nauseous for days. Additionally, her tumors hurt regularly uh, when she could stomach it. Diane would eat tiny slices of brownies, but without a consistent way to measure dosage, finding alternative routines of ingestion became a priority. So before Diane got sick, she would enjoy a little green Mm -hmm. with her friends and asked if it was possible to make that into a tea Mm -hmm. with a little expert. With a little experimentation with her Jamaican grandmother's Green Roots Tea, um, they settled on what is now known as G's Teas. Georgina loved making tea bags so much she continued to make tea bags for Diane as well as for her close circle of friends to enjoy. The tea bags allowed Diane to comfortably and confidently choose the correct amount of medicine to combat her symptoms and used G's Teas until she passed away in February 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is how Teas by G began and a lot of her teas, she has teas for PMS. She has teas for people who just deal with chronic pain. She has, um, teas that are, that aid in like, as like a sleep remedy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoy their pre-rolls. She sells pre-rolled, um, like hemp. Yeah. Or would you call it that, right? Pre-rolled hemp? I don't know. Something or other? I just thought it smelled weed. Okay. Um, she has honey hemp sticks. When Trump became president. All right. (laughs) Honey hemp sticks that have... (laughs) That's when I was like, you know what? That's it. That's it. That's just what I'm going with. That's what it's going to be. That's it. So, yeah, I like a good Mm pre-roll, okay? Because I don't want to have to do anything but open it and smoke it. Yeah, I agree. So I enjoy my pre-roll. They have honey hemp sticks, which I put sometimes in my regular ass tea. If I I don't have teas by G, I'll put it in my regular ass tea. And I enjoy their... I enjoyed their CBD tea, which you have. Make sure you steep that well. Yeah, I didn't steep that long Get all that good enough. CBD goodness yeah, going in there enough. so that you could drink that shit and zone the fuck out. Or like, mm-hmm. it helped to ease some of my, I was having like feeling crampy, having some period pain mm-hmm. or whatever. So it helped with that. Um, so yeah, check out Teas they by G. Have hot cocoa. Yes, I haven't tried it. I haven't the cocoa tried it yet. yet. I haven't tried it yet, but. Yeah. I will. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So check out teasebyg.com. Okay. Macho Randy Man Savage. <laughs> Over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Step into a slam gym. Aw, <laughs> rest in peace. He died, right? I don't know. Rest in peace anyway. I, I think saw, he did. I saw a random picture of Ric Flair in his bar, and I was like, oh. Oh, man. Yeah. It was his mugshot. I don't know how um, he got it. Too but. soon. All right. Teasebyg.com. Who? Oh. <laughs> Ric Flair. Oh, Ric Flair. Oh, still. <laughs> I got him confused with, um, I think, one of the hearts. Well, he got to do the song with Migo, so that's fun. Gone too soon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Teasebyg.com. That's T-E-A-S-B-Y-G.com. You can also find them on Instagram at Teasebyg. So check them out and give black women your money. Fucking pay black women, yo. Because... We said so. That's right. Are you ready to throw a motherfucker into the pit? I am so ready. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> let me do it, let me do it. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. So the pit is where we put motherfuckers who are trying to shit on our black ass black joy. And uh, usually it's something fucking racial that they're doing. And sometimes it's just fucking annoying. <laughs> and we put them in the pit. And we put them in the, the pit. motherfucking pit, yo. Jay. Yo. What you throwing in the pit? I have one quick thing. Okay. I want to throw in the pit the term thoughts. Oh, so like... When people share something on social media. Yeah, like when you're minding your business on the internet, (laughs) scrolling through things that are like funny, like you're looking at fun cat pictures and then you're looking at somebody's funny, you know, vine that's not vine anymore because they took that away from us because it's TikTok or some shit, right? (laughs) You're scrolling through a bunch of funny shit and you you like scroll past somebody's ridiculous hot take. You're like, Mm, I'm not reading this fucking bullshit and you go about your life and you scroll, you scroll, you scroll, you scroll, you scroll and you see a wild inflammatory meme it's fucking wild inflammatory. You're like, what the fuck is it's this? Like every kind of bigotry that you can yeah. think of is in the meat. It's all packed into one. And then on top of it, the poster of that meme, the reposter or retweeter says their comment is thoughts or thoughts or thoughts. thoughts. <laughs> And you know what? That shit is whack and it's tired. And you're doing that to start a conversation. You're a start a conversation ass nigga. You don't have nothing to say. You have nothing to offer. You don't know what to think about it. You're just trying to read the room to see. I don't know. Y'all mad about this? Are you mad about that? Are you mad about nothing? Or you just want to start shit. Yeah. But you don't want to be attached to whatever the shit you're starting exactly. is. So when people fucking call you out on posting or reposting this dumb shit you're like nah I'm just just trying to see what y'all think about it I just want to start a conversation no we saw it at the door you have too much time on your hands you're bad minded you're ugly (laughs) your hair's crooked you're ashy you're dusty (laughs) and you're fucking dry and you're whack and I don't like you and nobody likes you and that's why you posted that thoughts fucking bullshit okay when you post something post it you know what, even? If you don't have an opinion, don't fucking post it. Or, honestly, okay, honestly, All right, what you got? I would appreciate it if you just wanted to be inflammatory. If you just post that shit and don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me. Don't ask thoughts and put a question mark. You know what I think about it. That's why you posted it. You should repost it and put, I don't think. Oh. Do that. I don't think anything. Ever. Yeah. I don't think at all. At yeah. all. That's why I'm asking your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think. Because I don't think. Right. Leave us alone. (laughs) (laughs) Was that your safari? Leave us alone. Leave us alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, gosh. You think Lily Singh could translate that for us? (laughs) All right. Anyway. So that's my pit. Queen, what's your pit? Okay. So my pit. It's a twofer. My pit. Okay. Okay. (sighs) So, there's a show on Revolt. Gone too soon. <laughs> yeah, Revolt TV. That's Diddy's network. Um, oh, man. And it's, have, the hot, it's the hot take network now. And they have a show that I don't understand why folks watch. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to Who's Watches, I'm judging you. Mm-hmm. Um, hosted by Joe Buttons. 
Remy. Oh, I love how you put an S on the end of his name. Joe Budden. I love it. Um, you know, for some reason, I always mix him up with um, Joe Biden because. What's the difference? Exactly. Okay. Um, they think they're charming, <laughs> <laughs> but they're violent. But they're violent. So there's that. Um, <laughs> Remy oh, Ma no. is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other person's name? Spinks? Jinx. Jinx? Yeah. Brandon Jinx Jenkins. And then there's a woman on there. I don't think she was on there last season, but she's on there this season. Her name is Ebony Williams. Okay. I think... Did what she call Lisa be on there? Uh, I don't know if it was that same show or not, but which what you call it? Some horrible names. The one who likes to deny she's from the Bronx. <laughs> oh. I don't know if it's the same show, but yeah, she was on a show like that with Joe Budden. Oh, um, okay. I don't know either. Anyway, yeah, okay, yeah, that's that's yeah. besides the point. Right, anyway, right, right. I just be like talking about people. Mm-hmm. So, so they were on the show and they were talking about a football player who was accused of um, sexually assaulting people, mm-hmm. and Remy Ma, yeah, decides to say that. Actually, you know what? Let me let me let me, let me. content warning for pick meism. Content warning <laughs> for. Sexual trauma. Pick meism. Content warning for blaming, bl- victim blaming. So yeah, they're talking about the accusations and mm-hmm. what what are some of the things that folks are saying about you know whatever, um, and then talking about how they're suing this person for these things or mm-hmm. or have sued the person for the things things like that. Um, so Remy Ma says this shit sounds crazy to me. Every time we hear about an alleged rape. It's never like it happened this morning, yesterday, <laughs> or over the weekend. Hey, hey, guys, I, I, it just happened to me this morning. I just wanted to rush in real quick and let you guys know this thing. I, I don't want to take any time to process this. I just want to tell you all right now. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Go back. Sorry. It's always five, seven years ago this happened. It's all about the money because one of the accusers is asking for $2 million, she said, of Brown. Um, if you raped me, my sister, my daughter, my anything, I don't want your money. I want you castrated. The things that want the things that I want done are crimes. Okay. Um, so then Ebony Williams, that's the other woman who was on the show, mm-hmm. who from what I saw of the show today doesn't really offer much either. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually a lawyer, so it's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, Ebony Williams interjects is to share that some of the criticism um, that rape, you know, that rape victims face and that like this is restitution, like people don't go to work. People need to therapy. People, there's lots of things that mm-hmm. people need in restitution due to what happened to them. Right. Um, and Remy doubles back and she's like, that's called prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you think it can't get no dumber, <laughs> it gets dumber. And then we're just like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> because it's like, wait. Yeah. And even Joe Budden is like, wait, 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 what? That's an oversimplification. I don't know if he just wanted to use that word or he, he really He's another T.I. They just like using right. words and like to seem smart and mm-hmm. they play chess. So they, they know how yeah. the world works. Right, of course. Because if you know how to play chess. You got the answers. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But um, then she says, it seems like a lot of alleged sexual assault cases, the women are asking for money. To me, to me... Any exchange where sexual acts are being compensated with money, that's prostitution. This is so stupid for a number of reasons. Can, are you, you No, still, I'm, I'm done being okay. this foolishness. I just want to say one small reason why this is dumb. We all watched her, the first season of, was it, was it Love and Hip Hop, uh, Cardi's first season when she was on there? Yeah. 
during the um during that season finale mm-hmm. show or whatever that what's that shit the the fucking reunion thank you during the reunion the reunions are always good if you don't watch the show just watch, watch the, the reunion. reunion you need nothing else it gives you the whole wrap up mm-hmm. of the whole season during the reunion that man who has all the babies who's old who's from the bronx was telling with the dirty feet with the dirty feet was trying to tell what's his name Peter Gunn. Thank you. He was trying to allude to that Cardi B was a feeling that she got to get hoeing. money, that that's home when the Right. Feeling like men should take care of her. Feeling like men should going. make sure that she yes. has, who are in her company, should make sure that she has what she needs or whatever. He yep. was like, nah, that's hoeing. And in that shining moment for the Bronx, Remy Ma was like, nah, that's not what she said. You, you're, you're dating and sleeping with women. You don't care about where she eats. eats. You don't care about where she lives. You don't care about where she sleeps or whatever. And it's interesting to me that in that moment, she could understand understand. that. Yeah. Making sure that you take care of the woman who you are having sex with, spending time with dating or whatever is a valid, important thing. Uh, Making sure that you financially help that person. And she seemed to understand consent. She seemed to understand consent. that. Absolutely. But then here on this hot take show or whatever this is, this Mm. is supposed to be. State of the rape culture. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the title of the episode? (laughs) All right. Um, here on this show is we're jumping to like that's prostitution. I don't know if she was searching for like a viral moment, if she was trying to make one. I don't know what that was about. And then she prefaced this conversation by saying, um, I always feel uncomfortable talking about rape because people always say I'm the female hater that I bash I bash women. You do. And that I always saw because that's what the fuck you're Yo, doing. So we in here in preparation for this show at Tea with Queen and JHQ, also known as my apartment, um, or the apartment that I that my dog shares with me. Yeah, because this is Henny's apartment. It is, this but is not your place. Anyhow, we ended up watching the larger clip of that. Yeah, and some of the shit that she said in the lead up to that comment was so much more fucking heinous and, yes. and like violent. Yes, the way that she talks about women, the language that she used, the name she calls them, all of that. There's a clear hatred of yeah, women because she's like, oh, so. I'm paraphrasing, but mm-hmm. it was like, oh, another whole bag? Yeah. One money? Like, so we find, so these, all of a sudden when something is happening with these men and they have an, something else going on, it seems to be another agenda. It's like, okay, let's find the slut buckets and the whole bags to come, come out. Come out and, and something like that. Yeah. Remy, see, this is, this is why, whatever. and I'm quoting you because you like to say this, okay? Mm-hmm. Are you dumb or are you dumb? Right. Because this makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, if you know about the criminal justice system, but you might because you have had mm-hmm. some run-ins with it. Right. You know that most rape cases are not things that go to trial, are not things that people are charged for, are not things that women ever see justice with. Mm-hmm. So if they want the fucking money because they're not going to get it in the criminal court, so they want to go through the civil court, let them get that shit. That's number one. Number two, there's statutes of limitations, blah, 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 blah. So a lot of times all you can do is go to civil rule because... Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all you have. And mm-hmm. if a bitch wants money for that shit, and I'm saying bitch with respect because I don't know their names. I'll do. Right? So what What does that got to do with you? She did mention later, like, if, if so one of the people who was uh, sexually assaulted by this football player said that he ejaculated on his back. On her back. On her back. Yeah, thank without, you. without her consent. Without her consent. And she's like, 
if you was if you was in a bed with I'm as I'm as just say Tyrone, mm-hmm. okay, for lack of a better word. If you was sure. in a bed with Tyrone, um, who ain't got no money and he nutted on your back, you wouldn't ask for two million dollars. You would just be like, ew, like you know, like you would just brush it mm-hmm. off. And it's like, nah, that's not what. It, first of all, if she does just leave and brush it off, it's because of how rape culture is. Mm-hmm. So she probably wouldn't feel that she could say anything, right? right. And if she does say something, usually in the hood, because she explaining like a hood situation, mm-hmm. she gonna go get her cousins and her brothers, and yep. they gonna fuck that motherfucker up. Mm-hmm. So it's not money. You're gonna get what you know you can get, because you can't right. get the twenty million from that motherfucker. Right. You know you can't trust the justice system. So you gonna get your cousins and them, and they gonna set him yeah. straight. And so what are you talking all, about? Since we're all from the Bronx here, let's just talk some like some quick Bronx math. Right. So if you have the option to get two million instead of calling your cousin, right, instead of calling your cousin, you can actually get two million dollars and then your cousin don't have to go to jail. Yeah. You don't have to go to jail. I know Remy said, oh, well, I would rather what I would rather do is do something criminal or do something violent. Everybody's not OK with being taken away from their family. Yeah. Not everyone is OK with that. There are people who are cool with that and respect to them. There are other people who was like, I don't really I don't want to really want to be separated from my daughter for this many years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are people who live by that. And I'm not. I'm not saying which one is right or wrong or whatever, but I think that people who have lived within the prison system and without, I feel like if you have any proximity or experience to that, you can understand why somebody might decide, you know what? I don't want to go to jail. So maybe we'll just ask for some money instead of castrating this person in a way that that will probably come back to us. castrating nobody. Like, no lie, Remy. Like, I don't know you personally, but the way that rape and sexual assault is rampant in our culture, you know somebody who was raped or sexually assaulted and you you ain't you know you somebody who did it. And you ain't castrating on one motherfucker. So shut the fuck up. You was a liar. That's mm-hmm. not for real. That's not for real. You know rapists and you know people who've been raped. There's mm-hmm. no way you don't know either. Right. Because we live in such a rapid ass rape culture ass fucking place. What are you talking about? You make no sense. And just mm-hmm. to equate that with prostitution, like... What type of dumb, like, fucking I want to chill with niggas shit is that? It makes no sense. Because you want to be the bitch in the room that... Did you get the man? Did you get the job? (laughs) She did. She did get the job. (laughs) She did get the man. Are you happy with those things? (laughs) My thing, I think that she does... I don't know. Well, obviously, we don't know her, Mm. right? But, like, it's clickbait shit. Yeah. That was just... Personally, that was just like a whole bunch of not smart things Mm -hmm. put together to make sentences that I've seen in a really, really, really long time. That makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Are you like, that makes no sense to me. It seemed like, and now that you Like to be that, to be that like not smart. It seemed like, the whole thing seemed like a dance. Even early, so we watched, like we said, we watched more of the clip. In the beginning, she, she says that once before they get into what can be cut into a good clip. Yeah. She says it once and Joe Budden is like, yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And then they go further into the conversation. And when she says it again, I don't know when Joe says, well, I wouldn't take it that far or I wouldn't, or you can't yeah. say that. I don't know if he's performing because they're on this clickbait show mm-hmm. or if he really believes that what she said was wrong because this, this like they're doing this dance of trying to say what's the hottest hot take yeah thing, exactly and then know? it's like it shows that she thinks that everything that happens to women is their fault because mm-hmm. you don't understand the power dynamics that money bring to any situation especially when somebody is in entertainment or athlete or whatever but she does right? she sat there and she said people like that they never but it doesn't matter to her. That's, but that's what i'm saying right. that's what doesn't matter to her right. whatever happens to women is their fault they shouldn't have put themselves in that situation you should have been trying you should have been chasing motherfuckers with money mm-hmm. you shouldn't have been it's all their fault the onus is not on a man at all knowing that they are using 
their money as leverage, knowing that they are using their status as leverage. You know that mm-hmm. they do that shit. You see that shit every fucking day. But instead of putting the onus on the men who use that to prey on these folks, mm-hmm. you put the you put it on the women. That makes no sense. Like you're perpetuating this culture And that means that there have been women around you That have been violated And you felt it was their fault And you didn't say shit Mm -hmm. You're an agent of this shit Like you have to be There's no way you Mm -hmm. sit there saying that stuff You see this shit And to you that's everyday shit Like oh shit he never on her back Ah that's crazy Ah 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 Mm -hmm. Like come on man That shit is fucking whack You whack for that Well she's from South Carolina so (laughs) I mean it's not like she's from the Bronx or anything. Yeah, she's not from the South Bronx. That's Castle Hills up there. So mm. I don't know her. All right. I think we did a show. I think we did. Yup. How you feel? I'm tired. Okay. Be sure to <laughs> be sure to follow us on the social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. You can also follow us on Tumblr and Facebook. Just search for T with Queen and J. Send us some T mail, T with Queen and J at gmail.com is where you can do that. Send us donations on our website, T with Queen and J dot com. I think I did all the things. Yeah, I think so. Um be sure to check out our homies Inner Hall Uprising at their sex trivia event coming up on October 6th. Oh, I'll be at New York Comic Con. Oh, Jay will be at New York Comic Con. That's right. I'll be there walking around. If you see me, please feel free to say what's up. Um, give me a high five. If I act weird, it's just because I'm weird. It's not you. But um, Or maybe it's you. Or maybe it's you. Yeah, those those events, New York Comic Con, I think it's the largest Comic Con, like in size, the largest con in size, and it can get real overwhelming. So I do want you to please feel free to approach me and feel free to say hi. But if I if we have a weird moment, please just know I might just be like overwhelmed from like the number of like what's happening. Like it's like a high fucking sensory. You're allowed thing. to be human. Yeah. I just wanted to, you know. Warn y'all, because I, I felt it a lot last year, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Oh, that be me all the time. <laughs> yeah, where was the Afro to audio? And someone was like, "Hey, Queen, I don't want to be, I don't want to make you feel weird." I was like, "Oh, I appreciate that so much." <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I have a different type of like social anxiety mm-hmm. or whatever, but I know that it gets heightened. In like in that space because there's so many other things like even if no one is talking to me I'm already too many of it's my a senses high stimulus yeah too space. many of my senses are already being engaged and then last year was the first year at New York Comic Con in other spaces people are always saying hi to me or whatever but that was the first time at New York Comic Con where I got that many hey how's it going hey 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 it just caught me off guard and my all of my senses were already like mad heightened mm-hmm. and then I was I ended up I spent a few minutes with somebody who was being really fucking weird I remember that I and wasn't I there I just remember yeah I didn't expect them to be acting so fucking weird and it just totally like you were supposed to ground me, me off guard right I know you. I was like I you're you a familiar face I thought I was gonna be hanging out with a familiar face for a few minutes and they were gonna be fucking normal and no. now you're being weird and I'm like fucking freaking out Anyway, I love New York Comic Con. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you see me, when please do say what's up. It's um, it is from the time that we release this. It'll be the weekend coming up. Oh, so it's next weekend. Okay, yeah. just say that. I'm like, why you always make you like to make mazes thinking, and shit? I be thinking out loud. Uh, it's on the quadrant on the left. That's like, how I'm thinking. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't even like this math. Is, this is why I'll be overstimulated at the con. Okay, <laughs> so I please, I do want you to say hello. It is a possibility you saying hi will actually like 
ground me a little bit. Um, so I'd appreciate it if you said hi. But also, if it's weird, I'm telling you why. The bitch could have said next weekend. <laughs> Hashtags. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Yes. Say her name. Stop killing trans women. Disability to white. You okay, sis? Why? I stayed. I stayed. Maybe he doesn't hit you. Film this. Yep, 4C, Team 4C, 4C Forever. Mm-hmm. Team with QJ, mm-hmm. Pods and Color. People be using Team with Queen and J, though. I'll be saying that. I know, I'll be forgetting to check it. Because every week we say, <laughs> Team with, Queen- <laughs> with QJ. But, you know, <laughs> do what you want, guys. It's your world. Do what you want. It's your world. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Hashtag Queer Walk. Hashtag Queer Walk Pod. Hashtag Queer Walk Pod. You made that up. Yep. Hashtag Inner Hole Uprising. Hashtag Bag Ladies. Hashtag Unpack BG. BG. Hashtag A Little Juju Pod. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Sexually Liberated Woman. Um, hashtag Vagis Team. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Carefully Black Girl. Hashtag, hashtag Miss Fixin. Ooh, hashtag Storm Every Damn Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's me, guys. <laughs> Hashtag Xena Faust. That's my cat's hashtag. Oh my God. Hashtag, hashtag a dog if named you Tennessee. you want to see cat videos and pictures. That's right. Also, Twitter. you can follow us on our personal socials. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Genesia F. The F is for savings. And also my Twitter and Instagram, The Queen Speaks. Mm-hmm. With an underscore. There's a bitch who has The Queen Speaks who doesn't post anything. Wow, the audacity. It's a white man. Probably. I've decided. You're probably right. Yeah. Um, all right. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia with editorial support from a black girl named Diamond. Ew. And production support from a black person named Emeka. Ew. You think of the out too. That's right. T with Queen and Jay, we turn up responsibly. Bye. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman.